0: Welcome everyone to First Baptist Church of Shakota's audio sermon. My name is Jeff Holt. I'm the student pastor here. As we reflect on the past year and the many things that the Lord has done for us, I want to be thankful for a couple of different things. I want to speak honestly for me and my family, uh, that we're truly thankful for all of you. Our church family is very kind and very generous in what you do for not only me and my family, but for what you do for each other. You guys are amazing and I truly am thankful for all of you, from our deacons, our pastors, our church leaders, and all of you that just truly make this church an amazing place to be a part of. I'm very thankful for all of you. In January, we've been at this church for two years and I've seen some amazing things and I'm very grateful to be a part of this this awesome church. As a reminder, on Wednesday, December 4th, starting at 5.30 at our community center, we're going to be having our community Christmas dinner. Mr. Davis is going to have his jazz band there performing for us. It's just truly a fantastic time that you don't want to miss out, and it's a great event for the whole family. If you are listening to us and you do not have a church, I would love for you to join us on Sunday mornings. We have a Sunday school time at 9.45, and our worship time is at 10.55. This past Sunday, Pastor Steve delivered an amazing message about how God views us. He gave a lot of key passages and a lot of points. So You might want to take out a notepad and jot down some notes as he preaches along here. If you have our bulletin on the back of it, you can also take down some notes there as well. Pastor Steve puts his sermon notes on the back of that for you to be able to fill out and follow along. And here is Pastor Steve and his title message, How God Fuse Us.
1: Thank you for singing that. Because I do want Jesus more than anything. I do you know, I just allow things of this world kind of, you know, I worry about her. We're having a really tough morning. I mean, it's it's so bad, I forgot her wheelchair in the garage. (laughs) I loaded her up, backed out of the garage, got here, got to get the wheelchair out, and I'm like, oh, where is it? It's in the garage. You know, I'd rather her be healthy than a lot of things, but I'm so thankful that I have Jesus. And even though in the times that we don't understand why tough things are happening when our children are sick or when our job runs out or when um, whatever the case may be, I'm thankful I have Jesus. And I would rather have Jesus than silver or gold. But boy, silver and gold, sure, it does look flashy, doesn't it? It does. And oftentimes we think we want things of the world when really I don't. But here's the thing, I allow Satan to distract me and I buy into the lie that I'd rather have this than Jesus. I do. I buy into the lie. I don't know about you, but I do that. Um, I I assume you probably do as well, but there are times in my life when I buy into the fact that this this would be more fulfilling for me than this. I think we all fall into that. You know, sometimes we would rather have status then do the hard thing or sometimes we'd rather have this or that or whatever the case may be. Well, Satan Satan has he is the master of deceit. I mean, he he will he will help us. He will he will cause us to think we want other things. But let me just show you out of scripture how God sees us. Okay? Let me show you out of scripture in our first passage and it's 1 Peter 2 on Wednesday nights for the last uh my goodness, for the last four weeks, five weeks, whatever it is, we've been in 1 Peter, and we got to 1 Peter chapter 2, and we just got hung up. We've, we've been having a holy fit on Wednesday night uh, just looking at God's Word, but this, this passage of Scripture is so full of truth, and sometimes we bind to the lie. People tell us, it could be your parents, it could be, could be a teacher, it could be whoever has been in your life who has told you that you're not valuable or you're not as good as someone else or whatever the case may be, we hear that and we buy into it. We form our opinion. Now listen, you form the opinion you have of yourself based upon what other people say about you. You do. Some of you in this room, uh, your mom and dad may have told you that uh, you were a mistake. You're an accident. We didn't plan you. You just happened all of a sudden. And you think, well, wow, I have no value. You have immense value and we're going to look at that today but read with me 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light once you were not a people but now you are the people of God once you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy Peter is writing and he's saying, listen, guys, you need to understand who you are. You are a royal priesthood. So how does God view us? I know how sometimes I view myself. Sometimes I view myself as a buffoon, as worthless. Sometimes I view myself as someone who who just can't change. Sometimes I view myself as someone mean or crass or whatever it is. But here's how God sees us. God says, you are completely accepted. Do you realize that? You and I are completely accepted by God. He will receive us unto him. He, let's look at this passage of Scripture, 1 Peter 9. You have been chosen by God. Understand that. We have been chosen by God. When Debbie and I were dating, she, um, uh, we met uh, May uh, our first day was uh, May 19th, 1989. I forgot the date we actually met, because we were little bitty kids at for, OK First Baptist Church, but we met again at Northeastern, and she was dating this guy named Miles Saunders, who was this anchor man or something at Channel 2 News or whatever it was, and then she was dating this other guy, and then she was dating, she, she had about five guys on the line, okay? Now, now, she may disagree with that, but I'm the one up here speaking, so I can tell you how it really is, okay? I'm, I'm just joking. She didn't really have all that. But, but here's the thing. Um, the day that we were having our wedding, August 4th, 1990, it was a Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Don, her dad, was in the back room with her. I mean, you know, they were about to come down the aisle, and this is what Don told her. He said, uh, young girl, you're breaking a lot of hearts right now marrying that boy up there. Because there were, some, there were some guys, and I kind of knew who they were, that, that liked her, you know. But you know what was great about it? She chose me. I don't know why, but she chose me. Dan's like, we all don't know why. <laughs> she chose me over those other stinky boys. She chose me. God chose you. He says, I love you. I choose you. That's how he sees us. He sees us completely accepted. He sees us, we're chosen by God. Look at this, because what? God chose me before anything, everything. God chose me. He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy, blameless in his sight by his love. He chose you. That's an amazing thing if you think about it, because why Jesus made me completely acceptable. God chose you, he chose me, he chose us. Before he created anything, he said, I'm going to create Steve because I'm going to love Steve. I'm going to create him, but through my son Jesus Christ, Jesus will make him acceptable. How does that happen? Because, listen, when I was born into this world, I was born into sin. All of us were. We're all born with sin nature in us. But Jesus made me acceptable to God. Why? Because I needed a sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice, just like in the Old Testament when they would grab an animal and they'd go into the Holy of Holies and the high priest would carry that animal into the Holy of Holies and he on the Day of Atonement, he would go to the mercy seat, and he would sacrifice the, the, I mean, the blood of that sacrificed animal. He would, he would pour that out on the mercy seat, and he's asking God to forgive the people of their sins for that year. They had to do that year after year after year. It wasn't a perfect sacrifice. The priest wasn't perfect, you know, but I needed a perfect sacrifice, and his name was Jesus Christ. And he came into the world born as a baby, though that's not his creation date, because he wasn't created, he's never been created, he's always been, but he came into the world, he joined mankind as a baby, he lived this life for 33 years, willingly laid his life down for me, because I am a sinful person, I had sin nature in me, and Jesus was perfect, and he paid my sins. So when God looks at me, when I give my life to Jesus Christ, and I do that by confessing with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart, it's a heart issue. It's not just the words you say, it's a heart issue. When I believe in my heart that God raised his son from the dead, the Bible says I will be saved. I will be accepted by God because of Jesus Christ. Look at this verse of Scripture, Titus 3, 7. Jesus treated us much better than we deserved. He made us acceptable to God and gave us a hope of eternal life. Jesus treated me much better than I deserved. He called me. He drew me to Himself through the power of the Holy Spirit. He drew me to Himself. And now, when God looks at me, He says, Steve, you are accepted. When He looks at you, He says, you are accepted. No matter what the world says, no matter what your boss says, no matter what your spouse says, God accepts you, He loves you, and He created you to have fellowship with you. I am extremely valuable. I'm valuable. A lot of people may look at me and see no value in me. But God does. God says, Steve, you're valuable. Mike, you're valuable. Debbie, you're valuable. Hayden, you're semi-valuable, but you're still valuable in some way. They already went to church this morning. They went to church over in Tahlequah and then came and joined us. Wow, good job. You guys get the star today. Look at this passage of Scripture. You are a holy nation, a people belonging to God. What makes something valuable? What makes something valuable? The person who owns it. See, I have a car, but Elvis Presley, I mean, Debbie has a a Cadillac CTS. Nice car. It's older, a lot of miles on it, but it's a nice car. But Elvis Presley had a Cadillac too. Why is his more valuable than mine? Because Elvis Presley owned it. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know if someone who is famous is someone who has you know and they own something if you go into a museum you see a lot of paintings on the wall I have paintings on my wall but they're not as valuable as these paintings why because the person who owned that painting or the person who painted that painting there's a there's a difference in value because of who owns you listen we belong to God he owns us and that's what that says is he we are valuable you are a people holy to the Lord your God his treasured possession do you get that you are God's treasured possession. He's created a lot of stuff. He created the wind and the water and the trees and the rocks, and He created these birds and He created uh, giraffes. Who are what are? They're, they're really cool animals. God created everything, but He created you and said, "You are my treasured possession." You carry the image of God. That's how God sees us. God says, "You are precious to me," Isaiah forty three four. But also valuable. Why? Because God's my Father. That's why I'm valuable. Look at the birds of the air. God feeds them, and you are more valuable to Him than any bird. God takes care of the birds. But God says, you know what? I love you even more. You're my treasured possession. That's how God sees us. No matter what the world says, and I'm valuable. Why? Because Jesus gave his life for me. He gave his life for me. He gave his life for you. You have been bought with a price by Christ, so you belong to him. Do you see how valuable we are? Do you see that I am completely accepted through Jesus? I'm extremely valuable, but also I am loved by God. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.10, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. 1 Peter 2.10 says, you are the people of God. Listen to this. I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love, with an unfailing love. I have drawn you to myself. God says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. Boy, we put conditions on love, don't we? I love you if, I love you if you treat me right. I love you if you please me. I love you if you satisfy me. I love you if, and we put all types of conditions on our love. But God says, I have an everlasting love for you. It's an unconditional love. He says, I don't put conditions on it. I just love you. And what's the amazing thing is God loves me even though he knows the sins that I have committed and the things that I have done wrong, but he also knows the things that I'm going to do wrong tomorrow and this afternoon, and he still loves me. When I don't treat somebody very well later on this week, God knows that, but he says, I still love you, Steve, and he still loves you with an everlasting love. That's an amazing love. Why? Because God is love. He is love. Psalms 105 says, God's love is eternal and his faithfulness lasts forever. God is always faithful to you (coughs) and to me and it lasts forever. Listen to this. I'm totally forgiven. Wow. God doesn't hold things over my head, He doesn't hold things over your head. I am totally forgiven. Not partly, but totally. At one time, you did not know God's mercy, but now you have received his mercy. When we become children of God, we are totally forgiven. He doesn't say, well, Steve, I forgive you, but I'm going going to hold this over your head for a little. No, he says, "I, I cast it as far as the east is from the west. You have received my mercy. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's how God sees us. God sees us completely accepted. God sees that I am extremely valuable. God sees I am eternally loved. God says you are totally forgiven. Why? Because it is God's nature to forgive. It's His nature. His nature is to forgive. Isaiah 43, 25 says this, I am the God who forgives your sins, and I do this because of who I am. I will not hold your sins against you. I mean, okay, if that's exciting to anybody in this room, shout amen. Amen. Come on, he he totally forgives us. And now that doesn't mean that we can just live however we want, (coughs) though we take freedom in that sometimes, don't we? Sometimes we take freedom because we want other things other than Jesus. We take freedom and license and think, well, if God totally forgives me, then I can live however I want. I think if that's the case and you truly don't understand the love of God. I am the God who forgives your sins, and I do this because of who I am. I will not hold your sins against you. That is an amazing God, and that's an amazing love that He has for you and I, because I am completely accepted through Jesus Christ. I am extremely valuable because of Jesus Christ. I am eternally loved because of Jesus Christ. I am totally forgiven because of the nature of God, but also because... Jesus paid my sins for by the blood of Christ we are set free that is our sins are forgiven how great is the grace of God now here let me explain this one to you because it says I am fully capable I am fully capable I am fully capable what Because the Bible says this, you are a royal priesthood, a chosen. you are chosen to tell about the wonderful acts of God who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. It says, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men and by the sight chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It's all through Jesus Christ. All of this is available through Jesus Christ. All of this is because of Jesus Christ. I am completely accepted because of Jesus Christ. I am extremely valuable because of Jesus Christ and who owns me. I am eternally loved because God is love. I am totally forgiven because of Jesus Christ. And I am fully capable because Jesus Christ lives in me. Listen to this. The capacity we have comes from God. It is He who made us capable of serving God the new covenant. Do you realize that in the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, you, look, you can find those in, in Deuteronomy, you can find them in, in Exodus. I mean, you find the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But when you get into the New Testament, you have this new covenant. And I'm not saying we throw the Old Testament away because we don't. We need to read it, study it, and we need to live by the, the Ten Commandments. But listen, I'm telling you this, when you look at the Sermon on the Mount, that's a lot harder to live than the Ten Commandments. You need to love your enemy. You need to love your neighbor. You need to forgive your enemy. The, the teaching of Jesus was harder than even the Ten Commandments. But we, we had the capacity to do it. Why? Because of Jesus Christ and He lives in me. When He lives in me, we had the capacity to forgive. We had the capacity to love. We had the capacity to be like Jesus Christ and live like Jesus Christ. But what we do is we throw our hands up and say, I just can't do it. You can do it because God sees us differently than everybody else in this world sees us. God sees us differently than our spouse sees us. God sees us differently than our parents sees us. I am completely accepted by God. I am extremely valuable because of Jesus Christ. I am eternally loved because of Jesus Christ. I am totally forgiven because of Jesus Christ. And I am fully capable to do all of this because of Jesus Christ living in me. But it's hard. It's hard to live the Christian life. It's easier to have one foot in the church and one foot in the world. That's easy. But it's hard when you say, God, here I am, I'll go all in for you. Because just like Sean sang, and that's a a beautiful song, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. Can you truly say that? There are days when that song doesn't feel like my feelings don't don't tell me that. But that's me lying to myself. I feel like, oh, not today. I just want to stay in bed or I just want to lay on the couch or I just don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anybody today. I hope no one comes in today. I hope nothing happens. You know, we have those days because our feelings, listen, I can give you a little blue pill and change your feelings. Feelings will lie to you. Your emotions will lie to you. God will never lie to you. And he says you are fully accepted. You are fully loved. I forgive you completely. God sees us differently and we have the capacity to live it. We can live it. We can be different. Why? Because Jesus Christ lives in me. My son's favorite verse. I can do all things through Christ who gives who lives in me and gives me strength. We can live the Christian life. We can live a life that glorifies God. We can live a life that honors God. Why? Because Jesus lives in me. If Jesus is not living in you, then you can't live that life. It only happens when you fully surrender your life to Jesus Christ. This only happens when you say, God, here I am. It only happens when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised his son from the dead. The Bible says you will be saved. You will be accepted. You will have the capacity to do this. But sometimes what we would rather do is just look the part than really play the part. We'd rather clean up ourselves on Saturday night, dress up on Sunday morning, go to church, put on a smile, everything's good in my life, but really not live it. it was funny, we were driving in today, haggard, <laughs> just haggard. Her hand's not working right. You know, just emotionally haggard and physically haggard. But we're dressed, we're in the car, and we're driving. And I picked out her clothes. I I, I think I did okay today. I found this, you know, because she can't really get in the closet, so I, I picked out her clothes. Her power chair is just a little too wide to get in there. and uh, So I picked out the Matilda Jane. I call it Mary Jane, but I picked out Matilda Jane's stuff for her because she always likes that. Where she's sitting there and I said, you know, you, you look really good today. She said, you know, people would look at us and think we got it all together, but we really don't, do we? (laughs) I said, not even close, sister. (laughs) Not even close, especially today. (laughs) It just didn't, didn't all work today. Would you rather have Jesus than silver or gold? Would I rather have Jesus than her being healthy? Yes. I want her healthy but I'd rather have Jesus. And I hope you can say that as well. Because it's hard to say. But it's harder to live. But we have the capacity to do it. But Satan will lie to you and tell you, you can't change. If you do, it'll just be the same in just two weeks. God really doesn't love you because remember what you did. Everybody sees you as this. God sees us. He's capable, forgiven, chosen,
0: fully loved because of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for listening to today's message. Join us again next week as Pastor Steve will deliver another message from God. For more information and previous sermons, please check out our website at ShakotaFBC.com or you can download our church app today at churchapp-tithely.